Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Today we're actually going to cover off the undervalued properties, which is one of the strategies we're talking about. And today we're going to be part three. So if you haven't seen part one and part two, please go and visit previously. So we launch our videos um, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So last Tuesday and last Thursday, please check out those videos. It's talking about commercial property strategies. We talk about set and forget. Today, we're going to talk about the strategy of undervalued properties. So I want to share with you what exactly is undervalued properties because people are very mistaken about what they think is undervalued properties. So firstly, undervalued properties is not a property that you buy, you tenant, and you end up with the same return as you would get in the market, right? So let's say you buy a vacant property, you put a tenant in there, and then you end up with the same kind of yield or return as if you would just buying it off the um, a tenant of property from the market. That often people mistaken that as undervalued property because they're buying vacant, they think they're getting a good deal. But you, if you're tracking the cost of releasing any rental incentives, uh, the holding costs, all of those things, you are actually not better off. You might be worse off. So you've got to be really careful with that. Secondly, buying a property that is under market rent, thinking that you can put the rent up, you may or may not be right because certain type of tenants will be able to sustain a rent rise. Certain type of tenants will not be able to sustain a rent rise. So a lot of people buy maybe a brand name tenant like a Salvation Army or a Lifeline or basically um, some Vinnies and they think, okay, great, they're not paying, they're paying under market rent or a profitable charity and they go, okay, well, they're paying under market rent, so that's really great. I'm going to go in there and put the rent up. Well, they can afford to only pay a certain amount of rent. That's why they're not for profit, right? So they're not going to be able to pay the type of market rent that they never have and never will be. So it's going to be extremely difficult for you to get that return. And therefore, you're going to have to maybe kick them out and put them back in. And this is what the case studies we're going to show you. So that is something when people think it's under market, but it's not. The other thing is that they think there's an uplift, but by the time they configure the property and spend a whole heap of capital works, the that erodes and eats away at what an undervalued market a property is. So for me, when I look at under market properties, I look at a few different things. Firstly, can I put the rent up to market rent? Comparable rents in the market, does that show that I can? Thirdly, vacancies. How many, how much vacancies? How soon can I tenant? What's the holding cost? And does that um, make it worthwhile proposition or not? I also look at capital costs, right? What kind of capital costs you're going to need? And can you split a bigger premise into two and then charge better rent for them? Uh, and can you create that metrics where you're getting a higher yield in an area where there and the yields are going down? So that's where you're going to get your capital uplift. And I'm going to look at is the uplift in terms of capital works cosmetic or is it going to be really structural work where it's going to hold me up for a while? So let's explore some case studies. So this first property I want to share with you is a property in uh, in Gordonvale, which is just outside of Cairns. And so this property itself is a property, I'm just moving that there. So this is a property that is a mixed tenancy in the building. So often 
it's when you're looking at owner-occupier properties where they're doing a leaseback, it is worthwhile to have a look whether there's additional upsides because when there's a leaseback, there's a bit more flexibility and this is where your upside starts to come in. So here we've got a property that's fairly long, but it's ability to be able to put the gut them and put them into different tenancies. So as we go through these, you can see it used to be a tackle shop and fist and tackle shop. So they're normally traditionally pay low rent. So again, these are the tenants that pay low rent, but they may not need that much space in this current market. So you might want to make a bigger property into smaller spaces, maybe making two, but this is exactly what we're going to do here. So you can see there's total floor area, ground floor above, warehouse, first floor residence, as well as the land component. So we can see here that the property itself, it's just there. It's on the main thoroughfare. So again, location is important to be, part, to be easily tenable in the future as well. So here, council rates, water rates, two street frontages, property description. So two levels, concrete, building, kilowatt, at the moment, upstairs, the current owner refurbished and divided into two times two bedroom, right? Easy access with staircase off Norman Street, right? We got to, when we look at the layout, we're going to see if we can develop that into two. Rear warehouse, previously bus stop company, can you, can you create a separate tenancy for that? That's sort of something to think about as well. There is tanks, which means that with lending, you're probably going to get a lower LVR, like loan to valuation than if you were getting anything else. But uh, you may, this is just an example of property. You might find a property that's not like that, right? So then we look at the income, right? And this is predominantly holding this property for income. So at the moment, there's going to be a lease back of three years by three years, commencing on settlement, 240 square meters, right? And then we've got the rentals at 24,000, two months rent, uh, two month bond. Uh, they pay 30% of rates, insurance, rubbish, fire protection, air conditioning, servicing. We've got the back which is a warehouse with potentially a three-by-three-year lease, also fixed as well. But this one is where do you – that is the potential that's vacant with a potential to be something like that with a tenant roughly that, that uh, lease term. And then you've got the residency at the moment, which current owners are there, but, of course, you've got to put a new tenant in there, so I suggest you refurbishing it. And then you've got another separate tenant on the, you know, with an option of six months, right? So you could – split that up into two and have two two bedrooms. So the the options of this is that you're going to increase that by an additional 300 a week and that the vacant one, you could easily add, make it 20, 25,000, and then you could split the top section, this 240 square metres into two because they're paying ridiculously low rent. It's about $100 a square metre. For a retail shop, that's very, very low. You could split that, give them half, and then put a tenant in the other half, so effectively doubling your rent. So let's have a look at the glory. The ground floor, and we can see there's some photos of it, and we have the rear warehouse. So I like the rear warehouse because you can shut it off with roller doors, perhaps create more roller doors and create a storage area where you can put in a separate tenancy, probably a little workshop or something. You've got the residence above, kind of nice and neat, a veranda, and looking at... So the property, it, the area location as well. So we actually have inspected this property. So I'm going to show you some footage from it. But as we go through the footage, you'll get to see that 
the property is actually one of those has a lot of potential, like all properties that are undervalued, but it needs a lot of tidying up. So there's going to be some capital works. There's going to be a lot of cosmetic fit out when you're trying to divide one into two. We'll obviously talk to a town planner during that, but also upstairs, really tidying it up. So there's really two access ways for two separate units and then making it really clean, neat and tidy, but not to the extent of you would do it if in Melbourne or Sydney, but clean, neat and tidy so you can get separate tenants in there as well. The most important thing when you're splitting things, eventually this property will end up being probably five tenancies, warehouse, warehouse, two retail downstairs and two residential upstairs. When you're looking at something like this, you've got to look at the ultimate for something like this is that those five need to have their own access ways and it needs to work in the long term for something like this. So, so this is just a quick video of what it is when you're doing undervalued property to really cite the property so you understand what's the ins and outs, what you can move, what you can't move, and you can ask the questions about uh, where you can see the property laid out. And the next property I'm going to show you is a really simple property where it is under market rent, but it's going to take your time to retain it. We did talk about this when we talked about strategies in episode one. Uh, so this is the tenanted warehouse in Strapton, which is in the Gold Coast. Very neat and tidy warehouse, newly built, nothing to do the property. The property is actually split into two. You can see that it's, a, it's 588 square metres, modern tilt slab panel, split over two tenancies, two tenants. And one of the interesting things about this property is tenant A is a welding company and they are, uh, they've got lease of 2024. Uh, tenant B is a not-for-profit tenant. And when I talk about this type of tenancies, I talked about it previously that sometimes not-for-profit cannot afford to pay any more rent than they currently are. So that's really what's going on with this tenant. They cannot pay any more rent than what they currently are paying. They're doing really great. Um, they basically do not-for-profit for Southeast Asia kids, um, send a lot of clothing, baby wear, baby goods overseas in shipping containers. Um, so for them, it's the warehouse is absolutely central, but they just cannot pay any more rent and they're paying a gross rent. So the simple thing is to work out a way of phasing them out as a tenant, put proper tenant in there, getting the proper rent. Then what you're doing is you're buying to the market at a lower rent than the market cap rate. So let's say the market cap rate is five and a half at the moment for warehouse properties. You're probably buying it at 5%. Then as you, you remove one tenant, put the new tenant in there, you're likely to go to 6.5% to maybe 7%. And at 65 to 7%, what you will find is that the uh, now you've got a property above market yield and then now you can refinance and pull out the pull out the equity to do it again so that's really really good and this is just lower uh, just just simple uh, under-rented properties that exist in the commercial space. And sometimes it's because they've had some vacancies, the vendor just wanted to take a tenant. And as a result of it, you know, they're probably selling it for a little less. And also as a result of it, the um, you've got some good tenants, but they're just not paying market. And some tenants you can put the rents up, some tenants you can't. In this instance, you have to factor in how much is it going to cost for for retenanting and maybe take that off the purchase price. So this is all, uh, when you're looking at undervalued properties, it can be very, very deceiving. And we've actually gone and done a, and again, it's all about doing the inspection. So I'll just quickly show you our inspection. But as you can see, that sometimes it can be deceiving. Sometimes it can be beautiful. Sometimes the area can be great. But you just don't know until you've actually cited for undervalued properties. So we cite every single one of our properties as part of a buyer's agency program. Uh, and this is something that we really specialize in is to help our clients build wealth through commercial property. So we go out there and find those properties for you, whether it's undervalued, whether it's set and forget, whether it's something that has an uplift. But the most important thing to remember is sometimes undervalued properties can be deceiving. People think it is. Agents talk it up. But it's not always 
always the case. You really got to run your numbers. You really got to know what you're looking for. You got to know if that type of tenant will actually sustain a rent increase or not. And this is all comes from the expertise. And this is why we pride ourselves on being a very boutique agency in defining the right commercial property that is the right fit for our client. So if you're looking for a strategy, undervalued properties is what you're looking for and you want to go down that path to find this type of properties and you don't want to be misled, reach out to us, Helen at Commercial Property Cashflow or HelenTarrant.com and let's jump on the strategy call. Let's talk about your big goals. Let's talk about strategy. Let's see which one of these commercial strategies work for you. Tune in for my next video where I'm going to be talking about uplift properties. So we're going to go to the next extreme uplift. What are you going to do? What what are some of the capital costs and what are some of the other things that are involved in that? So that's going to be a little bit more high risk as well. So until next time, keep hunting and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.